If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. John will explain. There's a creation tool, Slim, that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's free. Absolutely free. If it's free, it's for me. Most deaf. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And check this out, Slim. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Matt Foley. I am 35 years old. I am divorced and I live in a van down by the river. If any of our material offends you, send us your address and we will mail you a snowflake care packet, including tissues, tampons, and more. You're listening to the Glitter Squirrels. Hey, what's up? This is Gary Holt from Exodus and recently retired from Slayer. Sending you a message from a roof on... Uh, some random venue in Vienna, Austria. Beautiful day outside. But you know what? I have the honor to announce John Kildow is the new frontman for Dead Reckoning. Fuck yeah. He joins them on the new album and is preparing for the upcoming tour. So fans, go out there and support the band and welcome John to the Dead Reckoning family. Metal. Joining me right now, I'm live currently. My 1989 Chevy Silverado pickup truck. Joining me is the new frontman, a metal band out of Georgia called Dead Reckoning. Mr. John Kildow. Hello, world. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'm back. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, again, we're in my pickup truck in South Charleston, West Virginia. West by God. <laughs> West by God, Virginia. If you're thinking, oh, boy, he's got a southern accent, well, you don't like it, I, I've got two, well, three things you can suck on. Turn the channel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a little interview with him, and we're just going to talk and just bullshit, man. But the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to play a song called Decimation by Dead Reckoning. I'm going to play that for you now. When we come back, I'll talk more with John Kildow, the new frontman for Dead Reckoning, right after this. Stay tuned.
front man for a dead reckoning, John Kildout. Yeah, baby. Let's just jump right into it. Obviously, the name of the band, Dead Reckoning. What's the origin of the name? The name is a military thing because the band is a military-based band. Mm. Can't be more proud of that. Love our soldiers. Love what you do. Thank you. You guys got balls that just people don't understand. Thank you. It means when you have a destination and you know what it is, you're dead set on it. And no matter what, you're going to get there. Mm. No, you don't know the path it's going to, how it's going to get there, but you're going to get there. Right. And we, it's a day of reckoning. Yeah. And we're dead set on it. Yeah. It's a dead reckoning. I like it. I like it. Let's talk about how you and I met, because uh, that's a funny <laughs> story. I was doing karaoke in a little bar called Pirates Corner Bar. We love you, Jen. We miss you. Love you, Jen. <laughs> You're still the shit. <laughs> Jen, who owned the bar and ran the bar, she told me she was going to invite John Kildow to my karaoke one night, and I'm like... Okay, well, what kind of music does he and sing? And first of you all, know? who the fuck is John Gilroy? Right? <laughs> I was like, okay, I got to know, who is this guy? What's he about? And she's like, this guy is as metal as it gets. And I'm like, uh, at first, you think of metal music, it's kind of like, oh, uh, it's aggressive, it's hard, it's loud. Well, yeah, yep. but... I will tell you that as the customer service rep that I've been over the years, after the tension of dealing with customers all day, <laughs> man, that is listening to metal is like such a release, man. <laughs> because it's hard to deal with customers on the regular. Once you get accustomed to it, you're okay, but I'm a huge fan of metal. And I'll tell you this, there are no radio stations that play metal. They play rock, yeah, but they will not play metal. If they do play metal, it's the metal that everybody knows they don't even know the band right those are the people that wear the t-shirts and can't even name three songs of the band mm -hmm. they're even wearing mm -hmm. yeah as metal as it gets is ozzy iron maiden slayer i mean dude pan fucking terra and terra and devil Rax. driver dude i grew up on all that stuff i mean i've been in radio for 13 years and I grew up around all that stuff. I lived it, I slept it, I ate it, I breathed it. Talked to many famous celebrities, and this is my favorite thing to do, is to talk and get to know somebody on a more personal level. So, we know the origin of the band now. So, now, what we need to find out is You gotta a little, get back to your topic. What was How we topic? met. Oh yeah. Okay, so... Jen, we love you still. <laughs> Back to that. Sorry, I saw a fucking squirrel. But <laughs> anyway, how we met, this dude shows up to my karaoke one night. Looking I'm like I just got a jail in all orange. Yeah. Yeah, he was wearing all orange. This dude shows up, he's wearing all orange. He's got an orange t-shirt on and orange shorts, and I don't think his sandals were orange. But Nope, I, I had Chuck Taylors. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was Chuck Taylors. That's what it was. But this dude comes up and he goes, hey, man, I want to I wanna sing Pantera, Cemetery Gates. All right. You know, I'm the type of guy that if you're going to do a song like that, you better blow me out you of the fucking, fucking water. Yeah. I mean, just fucking bring it. And, and I dude, let me tell you, <laughs> this dude brought it. 
It was it was so heavy and so intense that across the street from this bar was a Kroger. People inside the Kroger heard us heard me singing, and they came from inside the store because it was almost 100 degrees outside. We had every door open, Mm -hmm. and we was blasting full out. (laughs) It was it was as heavy as you could get it. Yep. And we cleared Kroger out. The employees and customers came over, and that's what started. Right, brotherhood. <laughs> exactly, and we did something that's never been done in, in a town that's never even. <laughs> there's never been a metal band in Barbersville, West Virginia. <laughs> and then we, me and my guitar player at the time for the, my former band I was in called Kildow. Me and him went in there and we ripped its mouth out, and it went from two people being in the bar to that bar was packed every night we was in there, and. It was amazing. Yeah. Some of the the best times I ever had. The cool thing I can tell you about that is that we had reached a point to where Jen, the bar owner, normally she would think against that. She would be thinking about the people of the town and how they would feel about a metal band coming in. But Yeah, it was a completely country bar. Yeah, and, and we had reached a point to where it was just like, Chalk it in the fucking throw bucket. Caution, <laughs> throw caution to the wind and chuck it in the fucking bucket. We had and, to stir the coals to that community. Yeah. And, uh, and we lit a fire under the ass. Oh, dude. Gained some awesome friends. Some of the best fans ever. Oh, yeah. And by the way, to all you from the Pirate's Corner, I still love you guys. <laughs> and I'm still glad we keep in touch. <laughs> All I have to say is wrong kid died. Wrong kid dad. <laughs> yep, that's true. Some people laugh, others need an explanation. We'll give you that explanation later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now that we've described that, and I'm not on a fucking squirrel anymore, what got you into music? I grew up on a tour bus playing bluegrass gospel music, and the excitement and just pure joy that the people got from my family's music there was nothing like it and then the first memory of my dad he was a guitar player for george jones and his last show with george jones was at the popcorn festival in marion ohio and george jones walked out and gave my mom a dozen roses and that right there like how do you top that my dad played guitar for george jones yeah and i'm a metal guy yeah all hail the possum yeah because he was to me the most soulful singer ever to live and like, when we go back to school, you know, they always had, like, show and tell. Yeah. People were like, oh, you know, my dad did this. You know, here's what I did. Well, yeah, my dad played for George Jones. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> like, we were the unofficial official rock stars of our school. Now, I just wonder, was George Jones drunk for that show? Nope. He was, completely, he was actually sober that wow. show. At least I I think. Right. I, don't, I was so stoked that my dad was on stage with George Jones. Yeah. George Jones could have been pissing in a bucket and I wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. George Jones handed my mom a dozen roses. Like, so your background is bluegrass, gospel, and country. Yep. But you sing metal. Oh, yep. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, and we're going to play a song from that here in just a little bit, about midway through the interview. Now, when I first met Kildow, he had a song that he had written and it has nothing to do with the movie whatsoever, but there was a movie called Hot Tub Time Machine. And they went into the hospital room and they asked him, they said, what happened to you? And he said, I took a shotgun to the dick. And, and I took that 
he took and made that a song line. called Shotgun to the Dick. Mm-hmm. He took that line and made it a song called Shotgun to the Dick, and we're going to play it here in just a little bit when we get about halfway through this interview here. And let me give you a story of what this song's about. Okay. This song is about you're a loved one. It doesn't matter if it's a sibling, your significant other, a parent, a child. Walks up to you and says, I have to tell you something, and you're not going to like this. And you think of the worst possible thing you could ever think of that they would absolutely tell you. And then what they tell you hits you so hard and so fast, it's a wound that can't be healed. Just like the course of the song you're going to hear, it's boom, shotgun to the dick. There ain't no coming back from this. Wow. Man, that's awesome. All and right. here's the song, Shotgun to the Dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> we'll be back with another segment in the rest of this interview after Shotgun to the Dick.
love you. You're the best. <laughs> thank you. I'll never be able to thank you enough for this. Oh, man. If it wasn't for fronting a national touring metal band such as Dead Reckoning, what would you be doing? I'd be a race car driver. Really? Oh, fuck yeah. Even after even after the shit that happened to the Daytona 500, Brian Newman. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. My dad was a stock car driver, and he gave up his career in racing to be a musician. And I asked him, I said, Dad, I said, did you regret giving up racing to be a musician? He said, absolutely not. And and that's all I needed to hear. Yeah. I went, got to, uh, I got a chance for an audition for these guys out of nowhere. Thanks to a few certain people, Kelly and Crystal. I love you. <laughs> that's it, man. I went down there for the audition, got the job. Man, that's fantastic. But yeah, race car driver. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> what inspires you to write? Life. Yeah. Life. Yeah. If life wasn't so scary and the truth wasn't so real, fiction would never be what it is now. Yeah. Every bit of horror movie, story, anything is based some kind of truth in that. Yeah. Whether it be like Leatherface, based off Ed Gein. Mm. And Ed Gein was way scarier than Leatherface. Yeah. So life is what I write about. Life is what I love. Life is what I hate at times. Mm. But through metal, life is a glorious thing. <laughs> and, and life has, has stories you couldn't make up if you had to. Yeah. We talked a little bit before the interview. Your music books, are, they're kind of like what Eminem does. That style. It's called a staccato flow. Um, how long have you been doing that? Before it was cool. Really? <laughs> yeah. Before Eminem. <laughs> yeah. Actually, my grandfather, who's still 92 years old, John Cornette. Uh, still travels, still sings. He's the greatest man I've ever known. I used to listen to his, the way he would write his songs. And fast forward 35 years later, it's Eminem's doing it. Every All these other people are now doing it. I'm sure other people have done it, but it wasn't as known. Right. And yeah, it was it was a style so true and natural to me. I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't even know there was a terminology for it. I thought it was just good writing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It makes your song really stand out. I mean, it puts that it flow. Can, it put, it's got that staccato flow. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. And it makes it it makes it sound like no other song. Yeah, and it yeah. harmonizes with the music. Oh yeah, absolutely. there's nothing worse than lyrics that don't go with the music. Mm-hmm. Like the patterns are so obscure and out there, it's hard to focus on the vocals because the music's so different. Yeah, like if the song, if the music's all a thousand miles an hour, you don't need to go a thousand miles an hour with the vocals. Right. Cut it in half, like make it legible, make it understandable. And all you people out there writing metal songs, make it legible. <laughs> I want to fucking understand what you're saying. <laughs> Oh, man, that's awesome. You've been in other bands. What has been your least and most favorite venue? My most favorite venue to play is the one that everyone I walked in the door. I don't care if it's the at the Pirate's Corner. was one of my favorite places to play. Yeah. The people make it what it is. Yeah. And the, my least favorite venue, I don't have one because I'm there and I'm playing. I don't have a least favorite venue. Right, yeah, because you're kind of living your dream while yeah. you're there. I, I don't care if I'm playing in a dumpster behind Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. I, that's the venue that I'm playing in. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. 
that's that's fantastic. Some people would call that, and and this is a word that has disappeared over the years. Some people call that passion. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I'm, you'll you'll find one thing about the, both careers I ever wanted: race car drivers and metal musicians. We are the most passionate people you're ever going to meet. Mm -hmm. We you see us on stage being the most brutal that humanly possible can bring, and then we're at home with our kitties crying. <laughs> you know, like it's it's weird. Yeah, metals metals not metals not like that. metals not metal without the passion without the passion and the perseverance you can't prevail yeah you can't yeah. you cannot yeah one embarrassing band story go uh well what embarrassing it's for me well yeah it was uh the first show i ever did with the former band i was in uh we played at uh the blue parrot in charleston not far from where i'm at right now <laughs> and uh we stayed at a hotel after the show and uh i had what was called uh what i like to prefer now is deselect and i was tore up i had food poisoning i did the show went back to the hotel and I took you ever take a shit that's so bad when you get done you have sex hair yeah I had that moment <laughs> and not only was it that bad I literally cleared out damn near the first floor of the whole entire hotel <laughs> I, that is no exaggeration I promise you that is 100% true that is hilarious. Uh, the only one that was left in the room when I came out was me <laughs> now explain diesel eggs explain that, All right. whole, that whole thing this is what happens when you go to a Denny's that is connected to a gas station when they run out of milk, apparently they mix their eggs with diesel fuel. <laughs> and uh, my intestines right now are still paying for it. I'm on my way to my audition, and then I get food poisoning from Denny's diesel eggs. <laughs> and I'm telling you, when it comes to a restaurant that is connected to a gas station, don't fucking do it! <laughs> do not do it. Oh. Do not do it. You will pay the price. I'm paying for it right now. I made it through my audition, and I got the job with diesel eggs. Hell yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Diesel eggs. That needs to be like a, a it, metal song. It's going to. <laughs> Here, here's a out there kind of question. You have another cigarette, by the way? No, I don't. Not on Shit, shit. Well, We're going to pause this for a smoke intervention. Exactly. <laughs> we'll be back. Oh! 
this up here. The song that you just heard was Rise of the Fallen. and that The title is, song from the album. Yes, that is the title. Of Dead Reckoning. The title track <laughs> of Dead Reckoning uh, of the album Rise of the Fallen. And uh, I'm Slim. Joining me is John Kildow. He's the lead singer of Dead Reckoning. Uh, the new lead singer of Dead Reckoning. Yes, the newly signed. <laughs> you know it feels good to say that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Talk to me about the hiring process, like what you went through to to get this job. Oh, I went through pure hell. Uh, I'd been in multiple metal bands and got treated like shit, got fucking railroaded. I was devastated. I After my last band split up, I attempted suicide, and uh, a great friend got me hooked up with these guys, and they wanted me to come down and try out. Well, unbelievable things happened that I just don't even want to go into because it's in my past. I don't want to talk about it. I finally made it down there, and I show up at their studio, and it's the most well-put-together studio I've ever been in. The most humble, best, down-to-earth dude you will ever fucking meet in your life. I promise you that. I went for the audition. They asked me what I wanted to do, and I said, I want to do what you guys need me to do to prove that I'm the guy for this job. And so we did Rise of the Fallen, Decimation, Greed, two freestyles, and then we were supposed to do Duality from Slipknot, but we ended up, instead of doing that, we just did Redneck for the fun of it, because at that point, I pretty much, in my head, I thought it was a done deal I was already in, but in my heart, I was I was doubting myself, and then they asked me to go outside and smoke a cigarette, and they was going to talk it over, so I went outside, smoked a cigarette, prayed to the man upstairs, cried my eyes out, and went upstairs, and they said, do you have any concerns? I said, the only concern I have is being told no, and then we talked a little bit, and they said, if you want the job, you got it, and then I cried. I think they shed a tear or two, and here I sit, mm-hmm. the new front man for Dead Reckoning. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's a killer story. One question I'm going to ask you is first concert, your favorite concert, and your fantasy concert. First concert, Pantera, Sepultura, White Zombie in Ohio. I was 13 years old, left with two broken ribs. Love it, would do it again. My favorite concert was any one of the 14 Pantera shows I've seen, and my dream concert is Dead Reckoning, Madison Square Garden. Mm. And then after that, we're going to Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the first metal band to play Stonehenge. <laughs> wow, that would be that would be killer. What is your hope for the band as far as destination? Like, are you seeking fame and fortune? Are you seeking popularity? We don't we don't care about all that. It's not about all that. We want to be heard. Yeah. We want. There's been a void in metal since Pantera's fucking split and Dimebag's fucking and Vinny's passing. Love you guys. Thanks for the inspiration. You guys are my fucking heart and soul. Uh, there's just been a void. I mean, there's been bands that's come in <clears throat> such as Devil Driver, which still has it. Fucking Des, you're the fucking man. And Lamb of God, Randy, you're the unbelievable. And this new band, Ginger. And those guys, they have that thing that Pantera had. Yeah. And But there's still a void in metal, and we want to make that void And yeah. We want to be the band that everybody's like, Dead Reckoning. Yeah. And I honestly feel, in my soul, that this is the band that's going to do it. Because these guys are the most focused, driven, de- fucking determined bands ever. Like, this band is the most determined band I've ever seen, ever been around. They are the tightest knit, well-preserved, just big ball of fuck yeah you could ever ask for. Hell yeah. Hell yes. I'm, I'm all about that. My last question. If you could say anything to fans of Dead Reckoning, you, know, you being the new guy and all, right? what, what, what would you say to the band Dead Reckoning? Dead Reckoning is here. We are going to decimate all. The song Rise of the Fallen is a story of my life. They wrote it without even knowing who I am. I have I fell and I'm risen. I have fucking rose from the ashes and this band is going to fucking do it all. And to all the fans, you guys are the fucking best and I won't let you down and when you, when you come to the show, you're going to know why they chose me for this job. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in. John Kildow from 
man. We're dead reckoning. <laughs> yeah. Out of you... Columbus, Georgia. <laughs> Find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, any social media site. Hit us up. Buy our album. Mm -hmm. Merch. Buy the fucking merch. <laughs> Most deaf. You could buy the merch for it before you listen to it, and I promise you, you will not regret buying it. <laughs> One question I have for you is if you could collab with anybody, like metal or not, if you could collab with anybody, would it be? Uh, and why? Uh, Tatiana from Ginger, because she is the most amazing female vocalist on the planet. Tatiana has the most brutal scream. Like, her voice, there's not a there's not a sex genre for her scream. She sings like an angel, she screams like a demon, and she's probably one of the sexiest women on the planet. Wow. So, I would love to collaborate with her to do a duo with her, and then I would love to collaborate with people like Dave Matthews. Uh, truly an inspiration to me. Under the Table and Dreaming, one of my all-time favorite albums ever. Uh, man, uh, Randy Bly, uh, all the guys from Lamb of God, uh, shit, Metallica, that's a dream come true. That's a, people say pipe dreams, and I'm telling you, it's not a pipe dream. If you will it, dude, it is no dream. Uh, just, you if, if anybody out there wants to collaborate with me, Leo Morcioli, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you straight told him out. <laughs> yeah, I did. Leo, you are the fucking man, bro. I love your shit. Everything you do is fucking golden, but anybody out there who would like to collaborate with me, I don't care any kind of fucking metal group, any kind of, uh, anything. I don't care what it is. If you want to collaborate with me, I would be honored to do it, and let's do it. Hey, the really cool thing about uh, that interview that I just did with John Kildow Squirrelheads is they are actually going to be doing a live stream on May the 16th. That's Saturday. It's going to be super cool. It's all kinds of badassery, so make sure you go enjoy the badassery on the 16th. Just look for Dead Reckoning on YouTube.